Hi everybody, welcome back to episode 40 podcast and first and foremost, sorry it's late, we've been living Busy. the dream, been living the dream. Absolutely living the dream, but we promise a podcast every week and we do not break promises, so it is here but this is late, so we are sorry. And it's coming from a very burnt Joshua Kinder. It is. But... To be fair, like, you know when you open a Word document and the page is white, they were the colour of your legs. They were, not anymore though, like a tomato. More like this colour of the red recording thing. <laughs> okay, so I want to start with this. Um, so if you're brand new to the podcast, you usually have like four sections. Which are, Joshua? Chopper of the Week, Tour Trash Talk, What's Your Beef, and Tech Talk. I'd forgotten, so I had to just sort of pass it on to you. That's all right, don't worry, <laughs> mate. Um, okay, so I taught a gent today uh, called Mark, came down. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and as he was leaving the lesson today, I have to say, very successful lesson. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, please visit www. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, as I was leaving, he went, you're not as short as you look on camera. Is that what yeah. he said? <laughs> you can tell Josh I said that, is what he said. You can tell what Josh, Josh said that. You can tell Josh I said you're not as short on camera. And he says he's going to put a comment on one of our Instagrams or something. Yeah, but you say, yeah, but you're not stood next to me. Are you? I don't get what you mean. What's the difference? You both look shorter when you stood next to me. I mean, he was fairly tall. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is he's saying you're not? Sh- he's basically saying you're not as short as you look on camera. So what he's saying is you look short on camera. It's not what I heard. <laughs> it's not what I heard. I've spun that, haven't I? It's not what I heard. <laughs> Literally not what I heard. All I heard is, you're not that short. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well done, mate. So I thought it was a good place to start. It is a good place to start. It is a very good place to start, but don't get short with me. Wow. Well, <laughs> not like that before. Right. So, let's get to our four sections. All right. Chopper of the week. Josh. There is only... Oh, uh, oh actually... No, 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 actually, no. I'm not, not having it. I'm, I'm not, not having no, it. No. I'm not, no. No. I'm not, no. On that note, right. I know what you're going to say. No. Can we not just talk about it? No, no, the, no, no. We're going into it. Chopper of the week, mate. No, let's talk about it. It falls in Chopper of the week. But it ruins the whole thing later. No, it doesn't really. Because we're going to it more. So, Chopper of the week. I knew you were going to do this. So, um... Why? We played four, three golf courses on my way. Why me? Carnoustie, Montrose... And uh, Pam Muir. Josh played a few holes at Montrose. Played quite nicely. Yeah, played okay. Um, okay, we then go and play um, Carnoustie uh, on the first day, and we did a bit of a course vlog. Um, and uh, we were playing with another guy called Seb. So, caveat to this first. Caveat to caveat this, to Josh this. had been carrying a camera around. Carrying all the camera day. bag. Camera bag and camera on the gimbal round all day. Which is which is heavy, fair play. Yeah. Fair play. So I had to talk when's Josh on about the sixteenth. Oh, you you wanna play eighteen, like you wanna hit some shots off eighteen. Yes. Hit please. a drive and then hit a hit a approaching because basically all the grandstands are up, so it, it looks absolutely mega. Um I mean like seriously mega. Um so Josh's like, Yeah, go on, you know what? Yeah, I will. Um so, so uh, the pressure's building. Pressure's on it. So dr- driver, give him my driver. People are watching. Yeah, it was a... Uh, when I say it was a top, I think a top would be a compliment to what actually happened. Oh, mate. It was low and left, but about five yards in front. I mean, it just got past the women's tee box. just got past the ladies' tee box. So then Josh goes, we go, I can't make Hit an approach shot in, because... Um, no, I then hit another one. Another one, which was high right and handsome, <laughs> and it hit the burn. Hit the burn and bounced back. Found the ball, though. Great. Um... Okay, next one. We got to the middle of fairway, and Craig Salter, who was doing the photography for Sep, was like, oh, I'm going to hit an approach shot in. So I just shot, I hit another one, mate. Hit another one. Yeah, right. And okay, yes, I, I basically hit it off the hosel. But also, you gave me your bloody pitching wedge that is like a butter knife, mate. <laughs> but Never the, hit a bloody dying in my life. But the best thing was that somebody very famous, which we will get into in a bit more detail later on, went, Oh, so you were the guy that sort of scuffed it low and left. Josh was like, yeah, that was God, me. I've never been more embarrassed in my life. Is my, that was my chance as well. And that's never going to happen again, is it? Uh, I mean, with the grandstands up, probably not there, no. It ruined my day. But wherever it is next year. It ruined my day, yeah. We will be there next year. Yes, we will. Our actual chopper of the week this week is not me, thankfully. It goes to the one and only 
Siwoo Kim. I wonder what you would have made, though. So you were uh, lost ball, three off the tee. No, because... Mm. Chip it to where you were. Knife left. Po- po- I, mean, I mean, you're looking at a solid eight. Yeah. Embarrassing. Um, so, less of that now. Chopper of the week this week goes to Siwoo Kim. For those that don't know or haven't seen what happened at the WGC St. Jude Invitational, it's astonishing. Siwoo Kim got a 13. Yes, you heard me right. 1-3. One, 1-3. Three. One, three, how's, how's he getting this? Wait. On a par 3. I mean, 10 over on one hole. So... He stuck uh, one, two, three, four, five balls in the water. I mean, if you stuck one in there, you're thinking, right, it's at the green. Yeah, I've stuck no. two in there, you're like, right, okay, what are you doing? I've just stuck three in there, you're like, come on, I, I, I better hit the green here. So there you go, I've got a breakdown of his shots. Shot one, 145 yards yeah. to water. Yeah. Shot two, drop. Shot three, 98 yards to water. Shot four, drop. Shot five, 98 yards to water. Shot six, drop. Shot seven, 106 yards to water. Shot eight, drop. Shot nine, 106 yards to water. Shot 10, drop. Shot 11, 103 yards to 22 foot to the hole. Shot 12, one into the hole. Shot three, in the hole. Shot 13 in the hole. How? Honestly, Capitulation at its size. He then went and birdied the next, though. Fat. <laughs> um, so, and is just. Is that the highest score record, do you think? No. It is on a par three. <laughs> However, I, now you've mentioned that, I'll mention this here. So, Kevin Nar posted a picture of them both mm. on a private jet after the competition. Siu Kim holding up a three, him holding up a four. And it was because. Siu Kim now has the highest par 3 score of 13, and he's got the highest par 4 score of 16. And have you seen that clip? No. That is unbelievable. I mean, how long is it going to take to play that hole? Well, basically, it took him a while. It took him a while. But he was hiring right off the tee in some woods, found the ball, was hitting the ball, trying to hit the ball in this woods, and it was like coming back to him. And he gets to the green, and he's like, I don't even know how we're going to count this. Don't even know we're going to add it up. Like, he's got ripped in his shirt. Like, he's got no idea what's what's going on. So, and apparently John Daly's got the highest score on a par five, but I wasn't able to find that. Don't know what that is, because in the post he said, all we need is John Daly to make the complete set. So, very interesting. But congratulations, Siwoo Kim. You made Chop of the Week on How to Ruin a Good Walk, and you saved me. Closely followed by Joshua. So, thank you. So, now let's move on to tour trash talk. We're going to briefly talk about the WGC at St. Jude Invitational before we get on to our talking about our trip to Scotland because we need to tell you all how unbelievable it was. It was a sick trip. Don't want to rub it in, but it was fantastic. Um, so, winner, Abraham Anser, 16 under, won in a three-way playoff with Matsuyama and Sam Burns. Mm-hmm. Sam Burns? Dan Burns? Sam Burns. I don't know. Uh, they were all 16 under par. Yeah. And then Harris English was 15 under par. He finished fourth. So, this means that Abraham Anser gets his first win on tour. I'm about to say I thought he'd won before. No. So, he's been runner-up four times. Jeez. But that's his first win on tour. That's a decent event to Who win as we well. pick? Oh, you do as you see, mate. I'm tired, mate. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. I completely life. forgot we are doing the pod, then. <laughs> Just having a chat. Yeah, so. I literally completely forgot we do the pod. <laughs> Oh, how rude. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I was meant to enlighten you in your morning. Um, so, he becomes the fourth Mexican to win a tour event. Why did I think he's already won? Maybe because he's been up there a few times. He's not. Let me see if I noted down who we picked last week. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't know. Well, it was, certainly wasn't him. No, I don't think I picked him either. Um, so, like I said, it was three-year playoff, and I think he won on the first hole. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's something that's pretty mad about this. So, Harris English had a 73, mm. Bryson had a 74, and Cameron Smith had a 72 to open the door for Anson to come through and win. Basically, the three people you'd expect least to shoot over par. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, guessing Smith shot level. English shot one over, 
and then Bryson was uh, two over. Yeah. So English English had two double bogeys on the back nine par threes. Expensive. Plus one additional bogey to have a plus five back nine. Five over back nine. I mean, that's all right. Bogeys on there, mate. Thirteen was scoring one of them. What do you mean? As in oh, as in see who came got yeah. thirteen. It must have been difficult. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did have his trials and tribulations with the water on both of those holes, on both of the par threes. So, um, see who wasn't the only one. He just did it thirteen times, um, and then so unlucky for some. For me, I've always seen Abraham answer. He's I've always put him in the same bracket as like Xander Schauffele. Yeah, same. Like an unbelievable player, just like sort of knocking down that door and like knocking on the door to sort of break into that. Yeah, upper echelon. Up, yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing there. Oh, upper echelon of players. Good word for you, mate. Very good. Especially at this time of night. Um, so I'd be intrigued to sort of see him now kick on and now he's, now he's got the first one of the belt. Almost like we, uh, we spoke about Richard Bland, like he had that first one of his belt and then all of I a mean, sudden... I no, mean, Abraham's is a little bit younger than Richard Bland. A little bit, but what I mean is you saw the effect it had on his game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you, you, you don't get the belief that you can do it. Yeah, and he's then putting in top 10 performances. Yeah, like me, mate. Got the belief now. Got the belief now. Found your game again. Breaking hearts. Um, so, I think we'll leave that there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Scotland. Yeah, I mean, sorry guys, it's not really what you got maybe stacked up for, but um, we're just going to go basically over our whole week. Yeah, like, and we, you're going to see parts of this. There's stuff to go on Instagram. There's videos on Alex's channel. There's videos on, uh, a video for how to ruin a good walk from Montrose. But it was busy, let's say. Very. So we. It was left... a golfing holiday, put it that way. There was no holiday about it. So we left Sunday about four o'clock in the end. Yeah, quarter past four. Which, by the way, was an absolute miracle that I didn't forget anything because I packed at half three. Yeah, we just rushed out. And then got straight in the car. Yeah. Just got straight on the road. Yep. So traveling up there, on the way there, we, we had sort of planned stuff at the services, haven't we? We had. But we then realized, having looked at our sort of itinerary well, we, for the week we for the few of, days but we sort of got to that services like at six o'clock yeah but it was before that that we made yeah. this plan so we we said before we went we wanted to go to st andrews we're up there it's like 30 yeah. minutes from carnoustie we can't not go so we then decided that having looked at the itinerary for the couple of days we're up there we're not gonna have time to do that no um so we thought well why not go straight there on the sunday so what we did was we looked at our um, sat-nav that said we would get there at 8.30. Um, we called a restaurant that basically, it's like a pub, bar and grill that basically is on the 18th Overlooks, green. Overlooks the first 18th green. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you see a picture from basically the bridge, you've got like a big brown building in the background of the 18th green. It's in that building. Um, we thought, what better place to go? Called, yeah, we stopped serving at quarter two nine we were like right then uh, no stops on the way up let's get there so we actually got there in time and that place i had to be drove very responsibly very responsibly had to because of the fuel yes yeah um, and yeah that's a different story we won't go into that but we were just lucky that it the sat the timings worked and the burger was mega the burger was mega but the thing that baffled me and that i learned is that it's common ground isn't it yeah Yep, it's common ground. So on a Sunday, it's closed. closed. Nobody can play. It's only open on Championship Sundays. Um, So Championship Sundays would be the, um, well, one being the, um, what's it called? Where they play? The Alfred Dunhill. Yeah, the Alfred Dunhill. And the second being the Open. Yep. Or the Ladies Open. Yep. And then the third being the biggest amateur event in the world, either being the St. Link's Trophy or um, British Amateur. Yep. And so what that meant for us is, we could walk down. I mean, I don't think many people were playing at nine o'clock at night. No, but it's not even that though. Like that to me is like hollow turf in it. It's like I would, I would never think yeah. that I could turn up to St Andrews and just walk it. And we got, we got a great pitch on the bridge, didn't we? Yeah. So we both got a pitch on the bridge. They'll both go on. Um, they'll, they'll I'll put them all up on the Instagram over the next day or so. Um, it, 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 we were like kids. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. And if you ever get a chance. To go and play in Scotland or go up to Scotland, whether you're going to play the old course or not, you just have go. to go. Just go. Because it's just, like we went and it was like 
nine at night. It was going a bit dark, but yeah. the place was just unreal. Yeah, wasn't it? it was sick. Like, like look at the photos now. Like it, it was almost better because you could see the lights, the hotel, yeah. and the, your camera always lets a bit more light anyway. Yeah, but it was just like. We walked up and down the 18th fairway. We went to the first tee and went to the what the notorious Valley of Sin, which is ridiculous, by what? the way. I stood there. It's nearly as tall as me. It is ridiculous. It's no it's wonder big. you're hitting to the middle of that green. Like, yeah, stay away like, from that. I always wonder on TV like why that shot was so hard. It's literally probably one of the hardest pitch shots in the world. Oh, on what yeah. is quite sort of a easy tee shot, really. Yeah. Like and and the the other thing as well is. I didn't stand on the first tee and think, like if I, if if we had teed off mm. at nine o'clock or whatever time it was, no one there, I reckon I'd have easily found that fairway. It, it's not a hard first hole, no, or, or 18th hole, no. But the pressure, if we we hopefully play it at some point, that pressure of standing on that first tee during the day, there's people walking around like, I'd crumble. Like it's just got like this aura about it that I can't really describe hmm. but it's like special in it it's just special it's just a special place yeah like it's it's one of them places that I I'm happy I've been to but I really want to go and play the golf course yeah definitely um, and I've heard it's probably not that much of a good golf course in the sense it's a bit of a letdown some people say but it's the nostalgia of playing yeah it's there. it's more the where you are yeah and I was on the other side of that hotel oh yeah absolutely absolutely um so then, so once we finished there, we went to the hotel, and then we got up on the Monday, didn't we? Early doors. Yep. And went to Montrose Golf Course, which is the Golf Link, sorry, fifth oldest golf course in the world. It now, is fifteen sixty-two. The mad thing about this, right? You got your road to the beach, got your got your pro shop, clubhouse, and literally the first tee is literally on the side of the road. Yeah. So. The, and again, there'll be videos of this up on the Instagram. You'll see that the pro shop is on one side and then the you walk across the road and the T the is there. And the place was just unreal. Jason, the pro, was just oh. so welcoming. Like, we... Wooly hat still. Yeah, woolly, we, he gave us both a woolly hat, which was just, we weren't expecting. Um, I've now started my little collection of ball markers, so we got ball markers there. But... He's telling us some amazing stories about the place. Yeah. Um, so obviously it was born, it born, built 1562, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah. Um, um, making it, like Alex said, the fifth oldest golf course in the world. And they have barely touched it. They did one alteration, which on the second, where because of, unfortunately, coastal erosion, they've had to sort of change the pitch angle of the hole. Yeah. Uh, add some bunkers in just to make it a little bit yeah. more, sort of, I guess... And he said they they did two. He said they moved the bunker on the first slightly in towards the fairway to make the hole a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But other than that, they haven't touched the golf course, which is amazing. Which shows how well built that golf course was. Yeah. Because so you there's sure these for the test of time. Yeah, exactly. And he basically also said that you they could lose that golf course. Yeah, well, they could lose a town. Yeah, if this erosion carries on and carries on as bad as it has been they're going to lose the second hole and once that goes that's it everything's gone because that stops the water coming in um, so basically <laughs> what we're saying true is true technical term yeah basically what we're saying is you need to go and play this golf course before it's not there anymore yeah because, I mean I think that's the title of the video yeah the disappearing golf course yeah because it is ridiculous like ridiculous I can't even I, I only played three holes three holes four holes on the back nine and i was in awe of the place i yeah. stood behind the camera while alex played the, the front nine which you'll, you'll see on his channel and i thoroughly enjoyed that front nine it's probably the be best front nine i've enjoyed in a long time and you ripped it up as well yeah i played nice so that was we so we did a load of filming at montrose thanks again to jason for having us there we then went down to carnoustie didn't we yeah and phew. i mean like, i'm just gonna pull up some photos on my phone now because we played it with grandstands up. Now, this has been like a boyhood dream of mine to be able to go and play a golf course with the grandstands up. Yeah. And it was just... It, I mean, I've told a few people about the weekend and the time that we spent there, but I, you can't... I can't describe how amazing that, that place is as well. Like, all these golf courses up there are just ridiculous, like... The people that live there are spoiled for choice, aren't they? Because they're oh, just mate. unreal. 
So on the first day we were there, we, so we played in the morning at Montreux, then went, then went to Carnoustie and played um, 18 holes, didn't we? With yeah. Seb, Seb, Carmichael Brown. Carmichael Brown. Um, and did some filming. Nice bloke. Really nice bloke. And he was filming as well for his channel, so it worked quite well. Um, and we were walking, so we played one, played two, came back down three, um, we played four, and as we're halfway up four, um, a guy just comes over with his dog and starts walking up with us, um, a local at guy. At first, like, I have to think, at first part of the go over my head was like, bloody hell, he's not going to leave us alone. But actually, I'm really glad he didn't. But then the, the other thing that went through my head is, bloody hell, he's not going to be happy that we got the cameras out. Yeah, I mean... But obviously, we were there with the RNA anyway, and they knew what we were doing, so it was fine. But he, he started walking with us, and we teed off the fifth, and you both hit nice tee shots, and then you like made a few comments to me about the tee shots, where you want to be, and all this and all that. And then we get down to the next shots, and we played up to the green, and he starts like telling these stories, and I'm glad that I left the camera rolling, really, because... He was telling us a story about when Ben Hogan came and played in the Open, and something that I didn't know is that Ben Hogan came I only came once. I couldn't believe this. Like the fact that he only played once, sort yep. of. I was like, I felt like saying, "Are you sure?" But, like, yeah, but apparently he only came once in '53, and because he came over on the boat and he played. Um, won the opening at Carnoustie and he talked about on that hole the fifth hole was that bunker shot that he played wasn't it well there's something about this so we were asking about like so basically let's put the fifth hole we've got the course guy in front of us which by the way if you ever go and play you have to get one of these course guides I think like I think whatever you go and play somewhere like this like I mean if you go to certain places I think they're including your green fee because it's a fairly yeah. substantial amount of money um, which actually, I got some pricey dudes to go and play Turnbury with my dad. Pricey. What do you think of green fees there? Well, well, if Montrose is hundred quid, it's going to be two fifty, two hundred fifty pounds. That's just scandalous, that isn't it? <laughs> scandalous. I think it's alright. You think it's alright? Two hundred fifty quid. Um, okay, so go back to this bunker. We're going off topic here. Um, so this is on the fifth hole, and basically, when we say it's a bunker, and this green's like basically this green's basically like three greens in one. Yeah, it's huge. So it's it's fifty six yards long from front to bank back, and it sort of sits on like an angle to you where 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 like you are. Yeah. Um, and this back tier is when you stun the bunker, it's above head height. Yeah. So you so it's a pot bunker, isn't it? Obviously. Yeah. Being on the links course, and you were like stood in it, and the bunker was like. Like you said, yeah. you're hitting above your head. Yeah. yeah. So this court, court, hole number five is called Bray. So Jackie's burn appears again uh, and runs across the fairways at around 280 yards on the championship tee. A decision has to be made whether to lay up or attempt the carry. If the pin is on the lower level, to so the green, it can be attacked with the approach shot, but caution prevails if the pin is on the upper tier. Yes. So basically saying, come the back tier, don't go for it. Don't go for it, exactly. Um, but what this gents was telling us about was this greenside bunker wasn't he yeah so basically towards the back of the green where this top tier is there's quite a big bunker and he was telling us about ben hogan and the shot that he played there and they said there's a bit of like dubiousness about it yeah. because he there's talk whether it was actually in the bunker or whether it was on the uh like managed to get on just like on the front of the bunker on the bank because the banking was the grass was a little bit longer back then yeah um but Basically, he, he talked you through the shot that he played, didn't he? Well, I, I, I basically then, Josh was like, oh, you may as well... Play it. Play it, then. Yeah, try and play it, yeah. Because I was rolling the camera and the guy was explaining what he did and talking through it again. And then you played you played a lovely shot out of there, to be but fair. The guy absolutely did me. Yeah, he did do you. So I, I was like... Um, I basically went, oh, so that was about there. He went, nah, a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> you played a lovely shot out. He was like, oh, it was about there. No, 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 it's gone a bit far, that. <laughs> I was like, give me a break. Um, but then he followed followed us to the next tee, didn't he? Because the next tee was 
the next hole is called Hogan's Alley. Now, this story is unbelievable, oh, by the way. so good. So, let's just put it in perspective. What you can see on Hogan's Alley is a road that runs directly down your left-hand side, and the T literally sits next to it. Yeah, and that, anything left is... Gone. OB, yeah. So, Hogan's Alley is a signature hole on the Connor Ceilings. It's near the Ben Hogan, who in 1953, uh, victory took two drives into the gap between the bunker and the out-of-balance fence. This is the ideal line, but requires a courageous shot. Care must be taken to avoid the ditch that runs directly across the fairway, finishing at 70 yards. So, it's not only a tough, narrow tee shot, yep. but it's also an extremely hard second shot. Correct. And the story is, and the reason why it's called Hogan's Alley, okay, it said there about him hitting um, two shots into into this gap. But the story goes that obviously they play off the, playing off the back tees. And on the final day of the Open in 1953, they had to play two rounds in one day because of inclement weather. Um, and what the gent said was, in the first round, he played this unbelievable shot. Ben Hogan played a fade, so he sort of held it out over the out of bounds and brought it back into yeah. to the middle of the fairway. Um, Which you put it in perspective that that gear that they had then. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. just ridiculous. Um, and then, but the story goes that then when it came to the second round of that day, Ben Hogan played the same shot and stuck it directly next to his divot from the first day. No, I, I just. I, I, I'm just astounded. It's just it like the whole thing for me. Like we played two days in a row, and I hit one, one directly like, direct down the middle, didn't you? The other one was down the middle, but the right hand side. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how he, how with the out of bounds there, he's managed to do that sort of. And with that equi- with that equipment as well, um, but like the, with the, it was quite cool having the guy there with us because. He just sort of made that round even more special, didn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. telling us he stood, because we'd have never known, we'd have never known that, and that was the story of it and and of what was happening. So, um, all in all, that first round was just unbelievable. We had great weather. It was just quality, wasn't it? Oh, um, like if you wanted to have a day where you went and played an open venue with grandstands up. That'd be it the was day. Day. Yeah, and also it was it was a nice little eased you into it a little bit, didn't it? Because the wind was calm. There was, honestly, there was no which wind. Which is mad. There was no wind. There's no wind. Yeah, so it sort of eased you into it because okay, I'm about to say it was your first time playing Lynx golf or second time because of the morning. No, I played Lynx golf. But you're not played it in there. Sorry, yeah. So it was almost that perfect because it, if that wind was blowing, it becomes even harder, doesn't it? That's been with absolute mayhem. Yeah, Phil. Um, and well, yeah, absolutely. So, other hole, like, so I want to talk about on here is spectacles. Yes. So first day. First day was that easy? Hit driver yeah. wedge. Driver wedge. They they didn't even come to play, did they? Didn't even realise it was that bad. Um, because Seb actually commented on how far you hit your driver that that day. Yeah, I like it's the fourteenth. Defo got a good kick. I must have because literally when I say the last bunker is at two seventy one. I was like forty yards past that. Yeah, you must have got a good kick. And yeah, sure. Like you crushed it though. I crushed and it. You crushed it. But I literally had one hundred and twenty yards in. Yeah. Go back um, to second time we played it on Sunday. Sunday? No, no, no Tuesday. Tuesday, sorry, isn't what I'm saying. Um, two hundred and fifty yards in. Yes, and we'll get to that because that was that day was just madness. Wasn't it? What I mean, it was an amazing day, but it was mad. Yeah. Um, so we finished the round. Um, I was sort of just being sent one of these little, like, I guess, B-roll things. That's actually very long. Oh, is it? Of, oh, it's like clips from the day. Yeah. I'm guessing there's a little bit of voiceovers on it and all sorts. But um, too long to play now. But uh, it was just, yeah, it was just a mint day. So sorry, I'm going off topic here. It's right, so we finished the round, didn't we? And then, kindly, the RNA looked after us very well, um, me included, like dinner, things like that. And we uh, we got to meet the the other teams, didn't we? And the the people that were going to be on our team. Yes, we did. Um, so we were playing with on the on the Tuesday in the actual invitational event. We were playing with Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens, 
No, this is the one I can't get right. Ilona Ilona. Stubbly, I yeah, think but I don't know. She was like, Ilona. I, was, I said Iona about 20 times. Yeah, you kept calling her wrong. It's awkward. Uh, you know it. She didn't say anything. Cheers. Try that. Uh, Ilona, and then we played with Melody, who was a, a member there. Yep. Um, 17 years old? 16, I think. She and was, all she, she was... got out of the day was that uh, Nungo's University, Josh, and, <laughs> Josh really put her off it. I did not say that. But she was she was class as well, to be fair. Yeah, she's a very good golfer. Um so um we also met the other the other people that were there, so just to mention some other names, um Brendan Lawler, who's world number one at the minute, disabled golfer was there and he is phenomenal. Oh my god, like some of the shots they were the group behind us, right? And they were just lasering in some shots. Yeah. Um obviously Seb Carmichael Brown was playing. Um then we also met now I think Josh's fanboy moment here come on yeah. you've been dying to say this all day and to the elusive man who said oh you're that guy that uh, topped it was James Phelps no. if you don't know who James Phelps is you will when I say this he was Fred Weasley in Harry Potter <laughs> and he absolutely had my life <laughs> and, jo- and Josh was absolutely made up with it he basically said to me uh, that he saw me absolutely top it off 18. And so it was great, yeah, uh, really good. But but it was so we had dinner, then we were up early, weren't we, for Panyor. Yes. Which, again, is a ridiculous goal course, guys. If you get a chance... So this is more like, again, a bit of the Montrose style, like quite yeah. a small-ish venue yeah. in terms of like size and compared to Carnoustie. But a class place. Yeah, and if you get a chance, you need to go and play these places. Yeah, 100%. Honestly, I played with uh, two mates of mine, Ollie and Tim, today, and I was telling them they've got to go. You've got to go and play them. Like, it's phenomenal. And they also had a Ben Hogan story there, didn't they? So there was... They have Hogan's Hole, yeah. which I think was the sixth again? Sixth hole again, uh, and this is... Um... This is the hole where basically he went and practiced on uh, ahead of the Open in 56. Yes. So he went there for his practice round. And the reason why they call it Hogan's Hole is what, Alex? Well, the reason why they call it Hogan's Hole is, mate, because he basically told him to change it. change it. Put a bunker in, make some changes to the hole. And basically... that. What he says, you do. Exactly. And it, that's what the... the um, the member said was that they just like yep okay yep let's do it and put it straight in so so if you're hearing sound effects everybody uh our girlfriend's watching love island yes um so yeah it was just an unbelievable place again guys i got my pitch mark from there as well to uh no no you get pitch mark not a pitch mark ball marker, uh, ball marker as well add to the collection and then we had the event in the afternoon didn't we yeah so, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Favourite golf course out of the three? Take out the the grandstands are there because that actually sort of adds to it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give you two. Okay. Out of the three, the two that I preferred the most were Montrose and Carnoustie. The reason for that, Montrose just had its own, like, like vibe, like personality yeah. like I've never I've never been on a golf course and, and been like oh my god this is just ridiculous like every hole was unreal mm-hmm. I don't think there was a hole on there where I thought mm, it's like every other hole that I play it's like every other par 3 it's like every other par 4 every hole there was something a bit more rustic wasn't it yeah and every hole there was something and it was just it was just like I said I only played 4 holes but walking around that front 9 I was just like my god I need to come back here yeah. I need to come back here. And then Carnoustie, just because of the history and the... Steeped in history. Yeah, it? and like the it being an open venue. I've never played anywhere like that. Okay, the grandstands being up was fantastic, but I've never ever played anywhere like that. And I can only thank you for that experience, for being there. Like I said, I, d- I didn't actually play. I, um, I, pl- I hit one shot, but other than that, it was um, it was just amazing. So... Okay, lad, so same question to you. Which are you picking? Um, well, since Carnoustie is um, voted the best golf course in the world in 2019. Oh, fair enough. 
I didn't know that. So you're going to choose yeah, that? Yeah, can't use tears. I mean, I, Montrose is brilliant. Um, Pam York equally is brilliant. Um, and I couldn't probably separate all three of them, really. Like, I enjoyed each of them just as much as the other. Yeah. In the sense of the author offered a slightly different test. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I mean, I'm sort of probably sold a bit on the fact I can't get it out of my head playing it with grandstands. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures now, sort of the overall golf course, and I can't quite believe that's the same golf course. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, for me, it was definitely the fact that the grandstands are up. Um. I know I said don't take them into account, but, but it was just class, I don't wasn't think it? you can because it's like a boyhood dream for me to play. Yeah, of course. Um. In an open venue with grandstands up, it's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, but what made it even better is when we actually played the event on the Sunday. Um, well, for starters, it was Sunday. Sun- it was on Tuesday. Tuesday, say Sunday, like it's the final round of the Bully Open. I mean, I, I wish think. it was the Tuesday. Um, sorry, all the days merge into one. We it, firstly, it started off. We teed off, and it was sunny. And as literally as we stepped off the tee, it's like. Peeing well, it I'm, I'm, I'm pictured in white trousers at the end. How it started, how it ended. Yeah, it's not going to put on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> um, it started peeing it down, and it didn't stop really, did it? Oh, mate, it didn't stop. So, what what was another cool thing about this day, day is um, I own a part of our football. She had a caddy. Yes, that's what um, I was going to so say. So, literally every hole, Rodney, who Rodney. was class. Forty years he been there. Yeah, forty years. Forty years been there. So every hole, we got an update of like the history, where to play, where not to play. And when I say this guy, when I say that, when I when, when I say this guy knows the golf course, like this stupid. guy knows the golf course, stupid. he would Josh would be like getting the laser out, and so, Ron, Ron, yeah. Rodney would go one twenty nine, Josh go one twenty nine, and like yeah, like stupidly good, and but but not even just that though, to the point of where he's saying to Iona, yeah, you want to hit this shot. That, the, the charge just falling out of the laptop of your I mean, there's all sorts of sounds. God. Right? Not very um, professional this evening, sorry. The So he's saying, like, you need to hit this shot. You need to hit it off this the tower at the back. You need to hit a cut off that, or you need to hit a draw off that. And it was just eye-opening, wasn't it? Mate, it, it, I guess it wasn't that much. as That wasn't the best bit for me. It was the stories. Yeah. So, like, this hole was this, the, this, the, this, Tiger... And Cali Day and the seniors, da, 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 all this sort of stuff was the history and everything else around it was the the best thing about me, best thing for me. Yeah, and and like obviously I'm sort of you've done the Cadian thing and you know all about that and and being on tour and things like that, but and and like finding your way around a golf course. But for me, the way that he picked the course apart for I own them for the team. Just like watching me on open call, wasn't it, mate? <laughs> well, yeah, but like, because obviously it was a Texas scramble, so we were a team. We weren't individuals yeah. playing against each other. So that was pretty good fun, though. I thought I was a bit skeptical of that sort of event because I'm a bit selfish. Really, I like to play my own golf ball. <laughs> yeah, but it was absolutely brilliant. I couldn't. I wouldn't. I want to do it any different way. It was no, mint. No, it was. It was really good. A really good day. Really good event. And uh, they had like a challenge on the last. In fact, we didn't mention you getting in the burn on the Monday. Oh, yeah, why have I not mentioned that? Got in the burn, there'll be a photo of that going off. Alex getting in like uh, Van der Velde did. Um, I mean, going in that, what are you thinking trying to play out that shot? Yeah, stupid. It just can't happen. No. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, the water was up to your, like, halfway with shim on it. Yeah. Like, just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, the, whole, the place was amazing. The event was amazing. Um, Everyone was dead welcoming. It was just class. And your team won. Didn't they? So we had 11 birdies. Yeah. To be fair, the team, I thought the team was quality. Well, um, no. Nine birdies and eagle. Yeah. And you won in a put-off. We did. So it we was did. It was, It was. was really good, really good event. I hate really to say event. it, but I hold the put. You did hold the put. I feel bad, really, because we're going to put out against... Um, Leo, which you probably see on Instagram, Insta famous, um, Puma man, yeah, Leo, eight um, years old and unbelievable at golf. I mean, seriously good at golf. Stupid. Um, we then played against uh, who else is in that team? James, James. um, Jill, 
Jill, and I'm really bad, I don't remember the last lady's no. name. Um, I apologise for that. Um, I'm going to put out, basically, you nominated three golfers to take a put like sudden death, like penalty shootout. Yeah. So, we went first, we missed, they yeah, went second. Leo went first, didn't he? Leo, no, we, yes, he did. Leo went first, just missed, yeah, just, just passed the hole. kissed the edge, didn't it? Um, and then we went, we missed. James then went. Missed. Missed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was ribbing you, mate, on yeah, the first Yeah, ribbing me all day. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, you stepped up in the hole with it. I hate to say it, but. Uh, and won the event. Which means you're getting invited back up next year. Yeah. Mark, it's literally guaranteed, surely. <laughs> like, it can't not happen. Um, so, that wraps up our overview of our time in Scotland. There's a few little bits that I want to talk about now. Last little bit on Tour Trash Talk. If I said the name to you, J.R. Smith, would that mean anything? Yeah, it does. If I hadn't told you before this podcast <laughs> who J.R. Smith was, would it mean anything? Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Famous basketball player. You have no idea. So, J.R. Smith, for those that don't know... Josh is half American. A former basketball player. Josh thinks he's half American. Um, he retired last year. Josh thinks he's half he American. He won two NBA championships with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016 and the LA Lakers in 2020. Mate, you memorise that. Yeah, yeah, I have good sporting knowledge. Um, unbelievable basketball player. Can someone vet him on that? If he's wrong, please email him. I'm not wrong. I'm right. He won them both with LeBron James as well. Cheers. Um, unbelievable basketball player, but he retired this year. Um, How old are we saying? 36. <laughs> Retired 36. Yeah. Um, Golfers just coming into the prime, mate, at 36. <laughs> but what he's done or doing is he's going back to college. So he basically, as a kid, left high school. And for those that don't know or understand the system in America is, to get into a professional sport, you go through a draft process, okay? Where basically you enter the draft. Apart from golf. Apart from golf, sorry. Um, you enter a dra- enter the draft and the way the draft works is the team who basically performed the worst the year before or the bottom 10 teams, they go into a lottery and then the first pick's drawn from that. But who the worst performing team picks the first player. So it's trying to equal, equal out the league by the best players, new players going to the worst teams. He got drafted straight out of high school. Didn't go to college. Okay. And he was told that you can continue education at any point, basically. So don't miss this opportunity of being a pro basketball player. Um, and he has decided at the age of 36 to go back to college. I wonder why he's done this. I know you're saying he didn't have a chance to do it, and that's yep. fair enough, but like the guy's obviously, money's not an object. No. Nope. He's doing, let me just like why make sure why, this I wonder is why, correct. I guess he's like, well, what else am I going to do? Well, he's going to study a degree in liberal studies. So, basically, you might be wondering... Can I go politician? What's this got to do with golf? Well, he's got his eyes set on the golf team there. What handicap is he? Five. I mean, he's not really good enough, is he, to be fair? Well, I have no idea. So he's, he's not, sorry to uh, J.R. Smith, you're not good enough. So... No, like, you got guys like... Oh, you wouldn't say that to his face, by the way. Yeah, but you got guys there plus plus two, plus five. Yeah, but I don't know what level this, like, as a division the college is in. Because obviously the college system split division one, division yeah. two, division three. So I don't know. So I know, like, to get into division one uni, you're talking like plus three, plus four. Oh, yeah, you're talking serious, serious golfer. Um, but he is literally just waiting on the NCAA to basically sort out his eligibility because he's been a professional athlete before. They have to just confirm everything and have you been a professional golf before no no exactly um, but yeah he's got his eyes set on the on the golf team and to be fair to him he's got a half decent swing mate I know you're saying, saying like, half decent. I'm going to show you it now swings half the mate swings half the story just showing Alex's video now I mean yeah it's that's a decent golf swing but it's half a story do you mean it's half a story everybody can swing it pretty I mean I can swing it pretty Alright, good deal. Just bringing the the people some information, somebody that's a bit different in golf. No, I'm just surprised. I just don't get it. Alex said a long day is now. I don't get it. Pissing on my chips here. Yeah, why? Why would he do it? Why not? Because he likes golf, mate. Why? Why? But why? Why don't he turn pro? 
Because he plays off five. Well, why go to college then? Because he wants to go back to school. So he's not going to he get said, the team. He's not going they to get... always told me I could go back to school whenever. So he's obviously got an ambition to get a degree. He said, the favorite 35-year-old is now retired to embark on a new adventure enrolling at N- North Carolina A&T State University, one of the nation's top HBCUs. Don't know what that means, apologies. Um, and then he said, so this is whenever, shortly before he split the fairway with his opening drive during the Pro-Am at the Wyndham Championship. The six foot six, two hundred pounder <laughs> starts classes Absolutely. August eighteenth. He's also waiting on the NCAA to sort out his eligibility, and when it does, Smith, who plays off five handicap, plays to a five handicap, is looking to join the golf team. It's a big deal for A and T. It's a big deal for him," said Richard Watchings, who coaches both the men's and women's team, and was in Smith's gallery on Wednesday. It's not often that somebody in his position really has the opportunity to have to have a thought, a dream, an idea to be able to go ahead and move in that direction. He's a former professional athlete, but it's a unique set of circumstances. He didn't go to college, never matriculated, and the clock never started. So basically, you have so many years when you enter college that you can play sport for there. So you can do something called redshirting where you take a year out, but you only have four years, I think, you can play. Redshirt, what is that? So you basically, basically take a sabbatical? From playing sport. So I like say you say for example you do UACL, mm. that would class as one year of eligibility even though you weren't playing unless you redshirt, which means you basically take the year off. Um, what a load of shit! <laughs> it is a shitty system, that, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, but it works. So I redshirt. Yeah, man, I redshirted and I did my ACL and they wouldn't let me in because that's a redshirt. Freaking hell! You only lost your freaking leg. Yeah, but sports, everything out there, mate. Everything. So, let's wrap up to our trash talk there. We talked about our trip to Scotland. We talked about the um, the PJ Tour event from last week. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And story from J.R. Smith. I've got some quick little beef I want to get in here now. So, this is what's your beef. This is from today? This is from today. Please do digress. You played much from today. Played much from today, right? How did you play, first and foremost? I played lovely, to be honest. Did you win? Uh, I didn't. We played a skins match, and then I came second. Okay, not terrible. No, not terrible. Um, skins is a funny game. You could actually play the best and lose. Lose, I know. Um, but yeah, I and the guy, one of the guys I played with, is an absolute bandit. So I was name him. Win. Ollie, you're a bandit, mate. The school teacher, Ollie. Yeah, they're both school teachers. But yeah. Well, the gent who lives in the UK. Yes, correct. I've heard this before. Ollie, sort yourself out, mate. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> To be fair, though, he thinks you're scared of you uh, scared of playing with. <laughs> Please. Um, so, the reason I'm bringing this up in what in what's your beef is there was some people playing behind us that firstly decided that golf is basically a run. Please describe these people. A, a run, no, it was a, a gent and a lady. Did one of them have glasses? Uh, I think so. Yes, I think she did. Did he? No. Was was she wearing sunglasses? Uh, no, I don't think so. She had a... Should I say this? What she was wearing? I'm asking you a question. She had a pink hat on. Like a sun hat? No. But basically... Both had trolleys? No. Basically, she... They decided that golf is a game of speed and it's about how fast you play. It is, isn't it? Absolutely not, mate. Like, I've never... I've never known some people like someone I'm going to look on the t-sheets and have a look who it was <laughs> running in between balls it was ridiculous I and never we, understand we that in front of us that we were waiting on tees for we're not bothered we're there for a good time they're like making putts waiting at the tee like, oh, hands on hips yeah oh mate hands on hips but it doesn't end there the guy shouting shouting across the golf course to like, you no like to like the, the the woman he was playing with, like makes a port. Like, yeah, it wasn't who I think it was. What are you doing? Like, it wasn't who I was thinking. Literally, it was. what are you doing? Like, just ridiculous. You sound like an idiot. You're putting everyone else off. Just grow up. Correct. And then, at one point, <coughs> we're playing a hole, and he's playing up the hole. So, after. what point did this sort of shout occur? Uh, about nine. On the eleventh hole, we were on the twelfth tee. Like, Ollie was stood over his 
stood over his uh, free work as an air driver. Uh, stood over his free. Did he go off the yellows or the whites? He went off the yellows, and um, he wimp. And he wimp like screaming, screaming like makes a putt, screaming off his voice. Just ridiculous. And their tee box is close to the putting green as well. It's just it's just really wild. But then there's one point we're coming down the. 16th, he's coming down the 15th. He obviously wanged his driver off the tee um, and he like walks over, dead, like, bullshit, dead loud, like, just shouting. I'm literally still five yards away from him, just shouting at me. You didn't see a ball, did you, mate? And, and I said, no, mate, didn't it? But he made a thought. If he had, I wouldn't tell you who it was, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be thoughts. It literally wound me up that much. Um, so, Can I ask you a question? Are you playing tomorrow? I am playing tomorrow. Where are you playing? Pox Wrigley. With? Uh, Roland's granddad. Are you playing with the guys in the afternoon? Uh, no, we couldn't get on. Did see Carl actually ask him to play much room? Oh, did it? Are they playing? No. Oh. Um, no, we couldn't get on. So, because Captain's Day on Saturday apparently, so they don't play on a Friday, which is great. Most um, golf clubs do that though. Do they? Yeah. Just to protect the course a little bit. Just play the course. Um, like one day to make a difference. Yeah, exactly. So, that rounds up my watch of beef. Slow down. Stop shouting on the golf course. Okay, what's the final point, mate? What are we looking at now? Tech talk. We've got some tech to get through here, mate. Quickly, quick fire tech. Firstly, your eyes have arrived. Absolute butter knives. Yeah, they are. Ridiculous. I have noticed if you don't quite get them, they don't go very far. No, they don't. But you can pure them to a fair deuce. Also, tailor-made have just come out with a load of new gear. What, already? They've revealed their 2021 P790s. I think I've seen these on Instagram. Yes, they are pure. Yeah, but they're much, not much different, are they? No, they're not that much different. But still pure. I still like them. Um, and they've also revealed their new wedges as well. So the P790s are out. They look pure. They do look so pure. Um, but like you said, they are very similar. But I'm, I'm assuming the tech on the inside of them is different. Um, but yeah, so they are... I don't know when they're actually out, um, but there's... 2021. That's now, mate. I know, but they're out this end of this year, surely. So there's a... October's usually on the big gear drop. Right, okay. And there's also, oh my God, the RRP. September 3rd, okay, they go on sale. And the RRP is £1,149. I know you're going wild, wow, but seven th- piece set. Th- that's what it is now. That's what it is now. And then you can also get a utility iron for two two hundred twenty nine pound, which would be like your three iron, wouldn't it? Yeah. Which is absolutely. Unfortunately, cheap, like cheap I think that's like the price level of everything now. Yeah. No, I think I completely agree. That's just the way that the game's gone, isn't it? They also unveiled their wedges, mm. which also look very, 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 very pure. So new milled grind three wedges. Mm-hmm. Um. So. TaylorMade is looking to continue the momentum of the Millgrind 2 wedge with the launch of the new Millgrind 3 featuring updated technologies and new aesthetics. Once again, the wedges will benefit from a raw face technology. Yes, yes, yes. I like raw looks. He's yawning again, I do apologise. No, no, it's, you're going yes, yes. <laughs> so, you like the raw look, what does that mean? Does that so mean basically like it goes rusty. Rusty, yeah, I was going to say. So... Which means the wedge have an unplated face material that rusts over time, as you can see below. So there's like a picture on here. This is to maintain consistently high spin generation in wet conditions. They do look very pure, don't they? I think the rust ones look sick, mate. Um, they are going to cost you. Is that on here? Again, out on the third, and they're 149 pound a club by the look of it. Um. More wedges coming out. Jaws, I saw these as well. Callaway, Jaws wedges. So this is like your snake bite wedge, the 58-degree one. Yeah, full face, I saw The grooves are over a full face. But look at the profile of the iron. Look at the profile there. It looks like an iron. The one on the right. Yeah, but is that not just the way way it's sat, though? No, it is. Maybe it is, but I just think it looks more... I don't like the shape of it. Yeah. It's a bit of a... They are a bit of a weird shape. They're more like an iron shape rather than a wedge shape. My wedge is a little bit more sort of like rounded. Yeah. Um, but the the thing in that's different is these is the grooves are all the way across the face supposed to just being like a strip down the middle like majority of wedges are. Yeah. Apart from your high lofted snake by wedge. And they are going to retail at... 
If I can find it. You reckon it's the same? 129, I reckon. Yeah, I think wedges are... £159. Wowzers. Yeah, per wedge. Oh, wow! So the photo it'll be available from September the 9th from 54 degree to 64 degree. In, so you can't get a 50 degree. In both right and left-handed with the RP of 159. Interesting. Um, another little bit of tech talk I want to talk about. The Strixion AD333. Strixion has launched a new AD333 ball. Um... Trixon introduced the 10th generation. 10 generations. To be fair, how many, how many Pro V1 generations are there? A lot. 2,000. Um, with a raft of changes said to improve feel and performance. So obviously this is like your mid-range ball, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, do you know what I really like though? This ball that's knocking around. Will you stop yawning? Oh, sorry, mate. I'm so tired. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this ball that's knocking around where it's like half different colours. Have you seen them? Strixon. What? Where it's black on one side, white where it's yellow and where it's red. No, I'm not seeing it. Search yellow and red Trixon. Um, hold on. Yellow and red Trixon. So the so those new balls are coming out shortly. But this is the thing for me. How like with the same with the Pro V, same with the TaylorMades. How much difference is there actually going to be? Um. The Strixon Star Tour, Q Star Tour Divide. That's just like them putting balls, though, mate. Where one side's yellow, one I side's like a different colour. And the idea, I guess the idea is you can see what, like, the ball. I like them. Why? But surely you can't play with them. Of course you can. Why can't you play with you it? You play with them in a comp? Yeah. Of course oh, you can. They are a bit mad. Any colourway? I don't think they'd suit my eye. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably miss it. <laughs> How? Because <laughs> it just looks weird. Um, so, the latest AD Triple V shares much of the same technology found in the Tor Validated Dead Star series, one of the best tricks in sport, but is packaged into a two-piece Enoma construction that provides value and performance to a wide range of golfers. So they're taking some of the, the tech from the Zed Star family, which is interesting, because that's their premium ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so again these like like I said these are their mid-range balls they're mid-range balls and they come out about £27 a dozen RRP um, so be interesting to actually try them see if they're any different than the old ones the last little bit of tech talk before we write because I feel like this is going to be a long one today Garmin unveils an approach R10 I've seen this as well launch monitor so obviously from a launch monitor I'm point of view links to your app well, yeah, it must do. But from a launch monitor point of view, well, we're used to hearing like Flight, Trackman, Flight, Flight Scuba Scope. tried one, haven't they? The Mevo. Mevo Mini and Mevo Plus. And then you've got the, what was the ones that the guys came around at the open? Oh, GC Quad. So, see, that's portable though, isn't it? But this, I think the idea in this is it's it's like tiny, isn't it? It's yeah. small. And so, going to unveil its latest device, the Approach R10, a lightweight portable golf launch monitor designed to help golfers improve their game at home, indoors, and all the driving range. The device shows dozens of key metrics in real time, including clubhead speed, ball speed, ball spin, and launch angle, and to name a few. Um, when paired with the Garmin Golf app, you're right. Players can also use driving mode to help recognise areas of strength and areas of improvement. It automatically recorded video clips, which is quite cool because the Mewa doesn't do that. I'd like to try it. Uh, it does if you use your phone. Right. You can link it up, but it doesn't take the video from the device. Yeah. Go. Um, going to cost you pretty penny I reckon oh I reckon 450 pounds 450 pounds you'd be incorrect my friend 250 with up to 10 hours of battery life the approach R10 is available from today with an SRP of 529 pound and 99 pence I'm far off was it it's expensive though isn't it yeah but not compared to a flight to go make it 20 grand fair point fair point how much is the Mevo about a thousand pounds. They're not cheap. Really? No, two fifty for the little Mevo, and about a thousand pounds the Mevo Plus. Fair enough. Just back to your uh, your multiple balls. Hmm. Found a little article here. Yeah, I know they're cool. No, pros: a new version of a proven all-round performing ball that also helps additional putting and chipping visual aids, which I said double-sided. Cons. The colour pattern is alarmingly bright and may be off-putting on full shots when not lined up. Grow up. 
<laughs> They're 34 pound a dozen. Grow 35 pound a dozen. So I think that wraps us up. Sure does. We will be back next week with a review of the week's golf. Um, but normal time as well. Normal time. Back, We're on, back, Wednesday. back on Wednesdays. So we apologise for this being late. It's probably going to be out Friday morning. Probably not. Probably about Saturday. Probably by Saturday. But Maybe we'll Friday. Be, we'll be back Wednesday. But <laughs> be up this week. It will be up. Um, thank you for all your support. And we will see you next week. Ta-ta for now. <laughs>